Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. Today we talk about one of the sacraments of service, and that being the sacrament of holy orders. As we reflect upon this sacrament, we thank God for the gift of holy orders, which brings us the other sacraments and helps us to grow in our relationship with God. In Old Testament times, God designated the tribe of Levi for liturgical and religious services. Their role was to act on behalf of humanity in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. And so this sacrament today of holy orders establishes bishops, priests, and deacons as official church leaders. Through the sacrament, men are ordained to serve in the name and in the person of Jesus Christ, the head of the church and in the midst of the community. Holy orders confers a sacred power for the service of the faithful. The ordained ministers exercise service for the people of God by teaching, divine worship, and pastoral governance. Ordained ministers teach by preaching the gospel, living as examples of faith, and providing faith formation. They administer the sacraments, lead in blessings and prayers, and they often will govern the church through parish life or parish administration. And so we need to recognize, friends, that this sacrament, like the others, has been instituted by Jesus Christ. The priesthood itself has been perfected in Jesus, who sacrificed himself once for all. When we remember on Holy Thursday, Jesus showed the importance of serving the needs of others. He knelt down and taught the disciples that before they were able to celebrate the Eucharist, they must serve the needs of others. Peter struggled with this as the other apostles did. They came to understand this when they understood that true love is when you are willing to serve the needs of one another. Jesus knelt down and washed the feet of his disciples. So too are the ordained ministers of the church to kneel down and care for the needs of you, the people of God. So the sacrament of holy orders has to do with the making of bishops, priests, and deacons. These are the three degrees of holy orders. In all three degrees, there are particular symbols that represent the coming down of the Holy Spirit. And the most important of these symbols is the laying on of hands. The laying on of hands by the bishop, along with a special prayer that he uses called the prayer of consecration, is essential to the rite in the sacrament of holy orders. In the prayer itself, the bishop asks God for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and that his gifts would be given to the man who is to be ordained for the betterment of the community of God. Ordination itself confers a gift of the Holy Spirit that allows the sacred power to work within the individual and that power, of course, comes from Christ himself. 
Some other additional parts of the Sacrament of Holy Orders is the anointing with chrism. The anointing with chrism takes place for the ordination of a bishop and a priest, which I'll come back to. There's also the presentation of the ring, the mitre, and the crozier when a bishop is ordained, and the book of the Gospels when a bishop, priest, or deacon is ordained, as well as the presentation of the paten and the chalice when a priest is ordained. So we hear from 1 Timothy chapter 4, which says, Set an example for those who believe in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. Do not neglect the gift you have which was conferred on you with the imposition of hands. So we see dating back all the way to the early church, the laying on of hands has been a very important part of the ordination ritual. And so what is ordination itself? An ordination is when a man stands before God and is called to serve God and the church in a particular lifestyle. Again, the three stages and degrees of holy orders, bishop, priest, and deacon. And by ordination, the individual is called by God and this vocation is put upon their heart. It is not a popularity contest. It is not something that people just sign up for. Rather, proper discernment or deep prayer, understanding, and accompaniment must take place so that the church walks with the individual to determine, indeed, this man has been called to special ministry in the church. And so the first degree of holy orders is that of the deacon or the diaconate. The word deacon comes from the Greek word servant or helper. Deacons are ordained to help with threefold service of liturgy, the word, and charity towards the people of God. Deacons first and foremost proclaim the word of God by reading the gospel and also have the ability to preach at mass. They assist the priest at mass. They help to distribute Jesus in Holy Communion. Deacons can perform baptisms, officiate at weddings, funeral services outside of mass. They can lead in prayer. They can preach and also teach the faith as well. The focus of the deacon's ministry, though, must be that of charity. The deacon represents all those who cannot be with us at Mass. The sick, the marginalized, the imprisoned, the homebound. He represents all of them as he stands at the altar. And then the deacon's role outside of Mass is to go out into the world and to be a witness of Jesus Christ for others. There are two types of deacons, transitional deacons and permanent deacons. A transitional deacon is a man who is pursuing the vocation of the priesthood. And so usually about six months before a man is ordained a priest, he is ordained a deacon. A transitional deacon is the last step before a man is ordained to the priesthood. The other type of deacon is called a permanent deacon. 
this man is to serve the church forever as a deacon and is not pursuing priesthood. This man can be single or married. If he is married, then he and his wife would have gone through a program to learn what it means to be a deacon and both of them serve in ministry. If the man is single before he's ordained a deacon, then he promises to remain single and serving the church as a deacon. The purpose again of the deacon is to assist the priests in especially ministering to those who are most in need. We hear in the scriptures that the apostles ordained men to assist them in their responsibility of caring for the greater community. This is found in the Acts of the Apostles. And so the deacon has a very vital and important role in regards to the presentation of faith and representing the community at large. The second degree of holy orders is the priesthood. In the early church, the bishops ministered to everyone. But as the number of believers grew, bishops were no longer to care for all the people, and so they ordained men to act in their place, and these men were the first priests of the church. A priest is ordained to serve in the name of the bishop and called to preach the word of God and to act within the local community. He becomes the leader of worship and is a sign of God's presence among the people. He is to take on the image of the Good Shepherd and to guide the flock. Priests celebrate the sacraments, the sacraments of baptism, Eucharist, penance, anointing of the sick, and are the official witness at weddings. Priests are not able to ordain other priests or deacons. Only bishops can do that. Also, priests are not usually the one who administers the sacrament of confirmation. Bishops are the natural minister of confirmation, except in times in which the bishop is unable to attend the particular church, or perhaps in the experience of somebody who is in serious health risk in the hospital, or also in the cases of the celebration of the Easter Vigil at Easter, where the bishop celebrates confirmations in the cathedral church, and he delegates or assigns his priests to celebrate confirmations in the local parishes. A priest's responsibility is caring for the needs of the people of God and drawing them closer to him. One of the most important roles of the priest is to preach the word of God at all times, both within the liturgy itself and also by daily life. Priests, as we remember in our introductory to the sacrament component, can either be a diocesan priest or a religious priest. A diocesan priest is one who is responsible for a particular territory. I am a diocesan priest within the Diocese of St. Catharines, which covers the Niagara region and most of Haldimand. A religious priest is a man who belongs to a religious order, Jesuits, Franciscans, Carmelites, 
missionaries of the precious blood, Holy Cross fathers are just some examples of religious priests. They too can perform all the sacraments, but their territory at times can be global. They can be moved by their religious superior from country to country or within large areas in different ministries, not only in parish administration, but in also important ministries in the church, such as in education institutions like universities or colleges. They can be ministers in prisons and serving in other ministries as well. The primary role of the priest is to be like Jesus, the good shepherd who cares for his flock. The third degree of holy orders is the office of bishop. Bishops can be traced to Christ's commissioning of the apostles as the first leaders of the faithful. Bishops lead a local church or diocese within a particular area as the representative of Christ. Each bishop ensures the unity of their own church with that of the universal church. As a principal teacher in the diocese, the bishop seeks that the truths of the Catholic faith and the principles of morality are to be taught correctly. As first among preachers, he speaks in the name of Jesus. When he visits a parish or celebrates a sacrament, he also represents the universal church. The principal bishop is the Pope, the Bishop of Rome. Currently in 2022, it is Pope Francis. Local bishops are assigned to a particular area by the Holy Father. And a bishop can officiate at all seven sacraments. In each diocese, there is usually one main bishop. He may be a bishop or an archbishop or a cardinal depending on the size of the diocese to which he serves. In large dioceses, there may be assistant bishops called auxiliary bishops to help the bishop to look after the pastoral needs of the people of that diocese. So when we look at the actual rite of ordination itself, for each of the three degrees of holy orders, the ordination rite is a little different. The first stage dealing with a deacon. A deacon is to kneel before the bishop and make promises before God. The first promise made for those who are transitional deacons moving towards the priesthood is the promise of celibacy. This man promises to live a celibate lifestyle for the glory of God and the building of the kingdom. He promises not to get married and rather follows the vocation of service of God in the church. A permanent deacon does not make this promise since in most cases he is already married. The second promise made at ordination is that of obedience. The deacon promises that in his ministry he will be obedient to the teachings of the church and that of his local authority which is the bishop or religious superior. The deacon also promises to pray for the church each day in special prayers that are called the Liturgy of the Hours, Office of Readings, Morning Prayer, Evening Prayer, Night Prayer. These prayers are said for the salvation of the world in praying for 
our brothers and sisters globally. The deacon has also presented the book of the Gospels because the deacon has been entrusted to proclaim the gospel at Mass. You may have watched a papal Mass before where you see the Holy Father gathered around a bunch of cardinals and bishops and there's always somebody standing right beside him. And if there is a deacon in the church, it is the deacon who proclaims the gospel. And so he has presented the gospel as a reminder that he is to first live the teachings of Jesus Christ and then to preach the teachings of Jesus Christ to the people of God. These promises transform a lay person, a regular man, into the clerical state. He becomes part of the clergy and the first stage in the diaconate. For the ordination of a priest, it's a little bit different. Since he was already ordained a deacon, in some cases six months or a year previously, the promises that he makes at ordination build on the promises made at his diaconate ordination. The priest renews his commitment to be obedient to Christ and his church. The priest is also recommitting himself to praying the liturgy of the hours. And the priest is given the responsibility of celebrating the sacraments and is presented the paten and the chalice. The paten is the flat or curved plate to which the Eucharist is placed upon. And the chalice is, of course, the cup to which the Eucharist is placed inside the precious blood, the body and blood of Jesus. So the priest is given the ability by the power of the Holy Spirit to especially celebrate Mass for the forgiveness of sin and the other sacraments to which I already mentioned. The priest is then also anointed on his hands. So the bishop takes chrism and places the chrism on the hands of a priest so that way when he lays his hands on you, the people of God, or lifts his hands in prayer, he asks the Holy Spirit to come down upon the individuals or the items to which he is asking God to bless. The priest also is then given special clothing, which we call the stole, which symbolizes mission and service of the people of God. And that stole is placed over his two shoulders. And then on top of that is what's called a chasuble. A chasuble is the long colored robe that the priest wears depending on the time of year. Green for ordinary time, purple for Lent or Advent, red for the times in which is Good Friday, and the times in which we celebrate the martyrs of our church and the spilling of blood for the faith, and then also white in the highest seasons of the year, Christmas, Easter, and other holy days. These garments represent the need to be Christ-like for others. The third degree of holy orders is when a bishop is ordained. Bishops are presented a special mitre and crozier. A mitre is the pointed hat that bishops wear, representing their authority, that they are the head of the local church. The crozier, which is a staff, 
is held by the bishop to also show his authority and his role as being a shepherd for the people that he is responsible for. So the crozier is like a shepherd's staff that is used to symbolize bringing people closer to God and then also encouraging them along the faith journey as well. He is also presented a ring. A ring shows his devotion to the church, the diocese that he is to serve. And so he is a successor of the apostles. And so each of the three different types of the sacrament of holy orders represents the Holy Spirit's movement in our world to guide us, to shape us, to teach us, and to walk with us. The Catechism says, Holy Orders is the sacrament through which the mission entrusted by Christ to his apostles continues to be exercised in the church until the end of time. I hope that each of you will have an opportunity to attend an ordination. Just as weddings are very beautiful as we see the commitment between a husband and wife, so too is an ordination beautiful as we see the commitment between an individual man or at times a group of men, if there are multiple men being ordained, and their commitment to God in the church. In the ordination celebration, the bishop is the leader of the prayer, but also there are many other priests deacons, women religious, and lay faithful who attend to show their thanksgiving to God for the gift of the vocational call to service of God in his church. Within the ordination rite itself, not only does the congregation get invited to show their sign of approval with a round of applause, but in the ordination rite, we also see what's called the kiss of peace which actually isn't a kiss itself, but rather it's an embrace. The bishop hugs the priest or the deacon, welcoming them into the ministry, and then other priests also hug the priest in welcoming him into the fraternity of the priesthood of Jesus Christ. And so this too is a very special moment. The laying of hands that I mentioned earlier is done primarily by the bishop. However, when a priest is to be ordained, after the bishop has laid hands on the top of his head, asking the Holy Spirit to come upon him, then the other bishops and priests who are present also come forward and lay hands on the new candidate's head. This symbolizes the communion that the priests and the bishops share in serving God in the church. Ordinations are very beautiful. If you have the opportunity to attend an ordination of a bishop, priest, or deacon, I strongly encourage you to attend and see the beautiful rites within the liturgy itself. What we need to remember, however, is that this sacrament is for the service of God and his people. As church, we need to be reminded that we need to pray for our leadership, for the Pope, cardinals, the bishops, the priests, the deacons, the religious, each of them need to be part of our daily prayer. Let us pray that all bishops, priests, deacons, religious may be faithful to God 
and in the ministry that they have been called to. Let us also pray that more men will discern the role and the call of the priesthood, the diaconate, and ministry in the church, so that the sacraments can be passed on from generation to generation, and that the teachings and the proclamation of the gospel will be carried on for many years to come. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, we thank you for the gift of the sacrament of holy orders. We thank you for the gift of the men who serve you faithfully in mind, body, and spirit. We thank you for our bishops, our priests, our deacons, our religious, and all those who lead us closer to you. In the rite of ordination, their hands are blessed and the responsibility is given to them to draw souls closer to you. May you protect them from the devil and all that tempts them. May they remain holy and steadfast friends of Christ so that they may resume their duties and live a life that is holy and pleasing to you. Lord, we also ask that you send out more labors into the vineyard, that more men will discern the call to the priesthood and be like Mary, who said yes to your will in her life. May they too not be afraid, but be courageous and say yes to this call of ministry in the church. We ask these in all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks and God bless.